Hello, and welcome back to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people on the telephone, or Discord, or whatever, you know how it be these days, V-O-I-P. Um, today, we are wrapping up our look at the first uh, set of Vampire the Masquerade clan books, the supplements about the various clans of vampires, and yeah, in doing so, and that's how this podcast started, and basically, yeah... We kind of have really just reviewed the main 13 clans that exist in Vampire the Masquerade. So here's the last one. It's Ravnos. Um, content warning again. We're talking about 90s stereotypes and racism. And this book deals with the vampires. Another clan of vampires that has connections to uh, Romani and uh, nomadic peoples. So... Um, uh, it's a little bit 90s, and uh, we talk about that a lot. So if you don't want to hear about racism in the 90s for the 13th time, that's your warning. Other than that, uh, here is my friend Saint, who we have been covering these with, and uh, let's dig right in. Oh, but first, actually, oh man, the air conditioner is on now as I record this. We'll see how it sounds. I'm having a, I'm having a fun time editing the audio on this one today. I don't know if... I don't know. Maybe the air conditioner was on when I recorded it, and that's why uh, some of the noise got reduced. I mean, our voices in the recording, and now I'm trying to get it back. I'm not sure exactly what went wrong with this one, but one thing that I'm going to specifically apologize for right now is the amount of typing I was doing as we got started. I don't know. This was a weird one. We had been talking, and we were like, let's record the podcast. And I guess I was talking to someone else, and I'm typing throughout the beginning of this one, which uh, I've mentioned before. I really should stop doing... Does. It's right, the keyboard is right next to my microphone. It's like that gif of the girl eating the mechanical keyboard. Yeah, here we go. Okay, I have just started recording. Alright. The round goes. So, the, the ironic thing about the clan book is the subtitle on the title page says pride and prejudice wow and it is strangely self-conscious about how much prejudice um romany um roma rom uh peoples have faced um over the years and centuries and still and still face um and how misunderstood they are um there is this whole note from the author on the imprint page that specifically says of all the people in the world the gypsies and using the word gypsies here really interesting I, I was kind of looking this up. Arguably, there's so much to unpack. Arguably considered offensive, used by other groups proudly to describe themselves and to say like, "No, we." That is what we can call ourselves, and you can call us that that too. So, um, and I, I guess part of what it is is that it is. Um, it's called, you know, calling people Jitsi, Rom, Rom, Roma, Romani. These are all different names for groups of uh, 
nomadic peoples that probably mostly came out of uh, India yep. um, and spread out into, into Europe and, and uh, Middle East and Africa. Um, but kept a lot of those traditions and kept separate from a lot of the, the settled people who were around them. Um, but at the same time, still adopted some customs and some cultures. It would, you know, how it's complicated. This, this note from the author says, of all the peoples in the world, the gypsies have always been the most difficult for outsiders to understand. Many misconceptions have plagued them throughout time. Continue to follow them to this day. Unfortunately, it is unreasonable to assume that all who wish to use gypsies in their chronicles will have the benefit of an anthropology course. For this reason, certain liberties have been taken with the presentation of these enigmatic people, including the continuation of some of these misconceptions. Um, I would like to apologize for these errors in advance. I mean no offense to anyone for what I have written. However, I would like to stress emphatically that this is a game, the world of darkness is not the real world. This is created for entertainment. And for it to work properly, creative license must be taken to increase playability. So, like, that's, I guess that's a really 90s thing. And this came out in 1997 to be like, I understand that this is kind of racist in a certain way. And I guess he doesn't use the word racist, but, uh, you know, he's like, I'm, he's like, I, he's fully admitting, the author of this book is fully admitting to taking stereotypes about, uh, these people and using them as a game and making them into game mechanics yeah and making them into game mechanics and, and you know setting material um, and he's saying you know like these are not the real Rom Romany these are not real gypsies we're using them we're using that as, as like the term but he's, but he's like but he's like justifying it by saying, but it's it's not really, this is not really about them any more than saying, you know, I guess they would probably say any more than saying, you know, Asimites are about Middle Easterners. Um, so it's, it's a kind of, it's interesting because culturally it's the kind of excuse that people, I guess, kind of let kind of kind of kind of let fly in the 90s and kind of were like okay cool well you didn't mean to offend so that's cool that's all you had to say sometimes yeah and and that doesn't fly so much nowadays yeah sometimes you would really in the 90s you would exactly this you would go hey i know this is offensive uh i'm very aware of it i don't mean to offend anyone here we go just, yeah. just saying that you knew it was offensive was enough sometimes, and that's what this is kind of. Because yeah, because this book is 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 a big exercise in in, in stereotypes, you know. Um, I fully admit to knowing extremely little about Romani culture. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Me too. I, I, yeah. I spent a whole 15 minutes on Wikipedia, which means I know enough to know what I know is probably dangerously wrong and simplified. Looking at it, it's I, I know enough to know that this is a, a, this is a group of cultures 
it, it, it is extremely complicated. They have an extremely complicated history and relationship with all these settled cultures who bother to write about them yep. um, and yep. talk about them and, and form all the source material that I would know about them. Um, so, you know, my one real life experience with gypsies was that um, when I was walking up to some uh, landmark palace in Madrid on my honeymoon or something like that. There are gypsy ladies who stand outside and try to uh, try to give you a flower, and if you take the flower, they demand money from you. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, people were saying like, "Oh yeah, don't don't take don't don't take anything from the gypsies." You know, in the world of darkness, gypsies draws really heavily on the gypsies from Dracula. Yeah, uh, I I made a note about that, that Dracula, and this is the note, that Dracula does, lore-wise, he seems to have gypsies in his permanent employ. So my question is, if they are nomadic people, are there certain ones that come back at certain times of the year, like, here we are, or were they nomadic until they found Castle Dracula, and now they are in permanent employ. Yeah, good question. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. I think if you ask Bram Stoker, he'd probably just look at you blankly and be like, what? <laughs> yeah. It probably wasn't I'm super like, important to the narrative. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't really think about it all that much. But yeah, so the... Yeah, the disclaimer is very interesting... And there is, yeah. yeah, the Dracula connection is certainly there. It's sort of, I mean, I guess it makes sense that there would be, like, a, well, although we already sort of have the gangrel, but these are the more specifically Eastern European, Indian, Romani, these are specifically gypsies. Yeah. And they are, in, um, they travel in families, which yeah. is important to their whole thing. And I will say, I do recall eventually later plot and meta plot stuff starting to change that and move it away from, from just gypsies and, and Romani to be like, you know, the Ravnos are originally from India and they're still yes. really big in India and really powerful. You know, they're, they're one of the most powerful clans in India. Um, and they do a lot more in India than just, you know, roam around to be tricksters um, yeah. you know there was this whole like war that they were fighting for centuries long with uh, with the Quajin the kindred of the east from you know from China and, and whatever yeah um, so they also when, have the oh sorry yeah when eventually when when the Ravnos as rises um, they're in Bangladesh. Okay. And that's where they're killed, too. So this... So, yeah. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, I was gonna... I was gonna say, so speaking of the antediluvian, this, uh... This story, this led... The, the origin legend of these guys differs quite a bit, I would say, from a lot of the other origin stories. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They they set themselves apart. They are set apart. They're outsiders. Um, 
it's real interesting. Let's check out the black page. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't even have the book open in front of me. What am I even doing? Yeah, let's check out the black page before we start talking about the the legend. The black page is, is, a, is a face and a hand reaching out of the darkness. Uh, and it looks like there's like henna tattoos on the hand and on the face. And it says, why do you persecute me? Why do you spit on me? Is it because my eyes are dark and my hair gypsy black? Romani folk song. And do we think that is actually a Romani folk song? It might be. It might not be. Quite possibly. It is quite possible. Both are, both are quite possible. Christopher Walters, the man who wrote this, did actually do a lot more research than I did. Oh, well, that's good. Um, and just decided to make a bunch of stereotypes anyway. Um, uh, who knows? This is a this is also a big crossover book. This all of the language and all of the families that they talk about and all the lineage, it's all crossover with the book that with the mini splat that was just called Gypsies. It came out around the same time. The black page says, "You have always seen us. Yes, there on the outskirts of your city." Perhaps you have seen the Archons drive us away, but in time we have always returned. You marvel at our appearance, at the distant lands reflected in our eyes. You wonder about our mysteries, the powers you've heard we possess. Do not fool yourself. Those powers we traded long ago for abilities far more monstrous. We are still proud, but our blood is gone. And we have known prejudice that even the damned should never endure. They're really big on how prejudiced upon they are. Yeah. It's in the title in, of the book. And in every other clan book, when it says, like, how do you feel about the Ragnos? There are, like, fucking thieves and tricksters. Fuck these dudes. Rip their eyeballs out and stuff them up their asses. You know? Yeah, so I guess, yeah. The last one, mostly a Tremisi thing, but like... No, well, yeah, the last one was... Again, yeah, and again, it's like, like I I think I recall the Asmite one, like, you know, like, looking down on them all and, you know, thinking at the same time, like, you guys are hired murderers. Yeah. These guys just... These guys are thieves? You don't like the thieves? The assassins are bad about the thieves? Yeah. Yeah. Holding morality over them? Yeah. Extremely, um, it's an extremely capitalist worldview that property is viewed as more important than life. Mm. <laughs> you know, well, point. doesn't that bring it all full circle to our yeah. terrible modern horror? Yeah, exactly. The terrible modern horror of Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah. No, I mean, the, the archetype of, like, the wanderer, the outsider, um, a trickster, a con man who wanders into town and takes the rooms for what they're worth. Oh, yeah, like that one guy. Uh, the monorail guy in Simpsons. The monorail guy, that's who I was thinking of. 
I was oh like, <laughs> it's it's the perfect one, dude. But there there are so many movies about that. There's so needful things is what I was thinking of. I can't. Leland Gaunt is needful things. Needful things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, needful things is really great. I'm a big fan know. of it. It's a. I was explaining, I was talking, I watched it recently and I was talking to someone about it and it's kind of like you, you expect that what it is, is that, you know, he opens up a shop and all the items are cursed and you kind of expect that everyone ends up doing some kind of monkey's paw situation where they get their wish, but it's actually tainted. That sort of is what happens in that book, but not really, because what really happens is that what he does is like he either gets them to pay a small amount or either gives them the item that they desire for free and then he says your actual the actual price is i'm going to have you do a favor for me you're going to go to this place and do this seemingly innocuous and and that you're going to do this thing that doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything else and it turns out to be this whole scheme he has set up so everyone is like doing something or destroying something that another person sees and they blame another person for and it turns into this ring of chaos where all these you know old beefs get brought out and quite just by people doing these weird things he's he's made this whole web of manipulation that causes the whole town to kill each other oh so like a xanatos gambit xanatos or xanatos roulette or something uh that that's that's the TV trope name uh, for like when um, there's like a like a needlessly complicated plan that involves a lot of things just happening by luck. But like, oh yeah, at oh the yeah. End, at, the, at the end, the person goes just as I planned. And right. Like, hey, how the fuck did you plan that? That just happened. <laughs> that's exactly yes. And so that's, that's what. That's what yeah. That's just the thing that just happened. Had that, there's no possible way you could have predicted that would happen. What the fuck? But I set up all of these things along the way. All of these things happened because of my schemes, and now this unrelated thing. Yeah, Clearly, yeah. everything in the town is happening because of my mass machinations. Yeah. Okay. Um, why were we talking about beautiful things? Uh, stories, uh, the monorail guy. Yeah, the Ravnos. Oh, Leland yeah. Gaunt is a Ravno. Yeah, a Ravno. I, <laughs> I listened to a podcast where a man said the word Ravno over and over again to refer to a single Ravnos. And now it's in my head. A Ravno came to town. Have you ever heard anyone say that? Never. It's not correct, it's so, right? Um, is it, is it no. incorrect? That's 100% incorrect. Okay. Ravnos is both singular and plural. So a Ravnos comes to town and sells you a monorail. It's an old chestnut. That's these yeah. guys. Exactly. Um, and they have one of the coolest disciplines in the book. Yeah, you think so? This is one of the coolest yeah. ones? The ability to create illusions. Um... I remember playing a Ravnos as a shooter uh, character once in a Sabat game, and the more I thought about how to use just the first just the first three levels of, of chemistry, because I didn't have access to like levels four and five yet, because the storytellers were like, no, you can't buy four and five discipline. Oh yeah. Like, the, uh, Starting characters. I was, like, you know I was like, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. There's some other things, but. Um, 
But I was like, what can I do with a chemistry of one, two, and three? And the more I thought about it, the more I, the more I like reflected on it, and then talked to the storytellers and said, does this make sense? And they all said, okay, yeah. Like the better and better it seemed. Like this character was kind of like a driver character. Like I was thinking, like he was a car thief. Okay. He, 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 loved, he was like sort of like the the transport guy for his for his pack, you know, because they were like nomadic pack. So yep. he was always getting them around and planning the routes and getting you know securing transport and shit. Okay. Um, you know, he was the car guy. Um, but like one easy thing that made that made perfect sense to do when when you have a chemistry of three, uh, you can you can make illusions that move. Yeah. Uh, so I said, does it make sense if I can just put an illusion around the car I'm driving so that it looks like a totally different car with totally different people inside? Hey, yeah. Like, yes. And that's a great way, that's a great illusion to me because no one's going to walk up and touch it. The thing about moving illusions, you know, or the thing about these illusions at level one, two, and three is that they're insubstantial. You know? If someone walks up and touches one of these illusions, level one is, I forget what level one is exactly, but level two is like a static illusion. Level three is like a moving illusion. Yeah. And I think level four is like, you can you can spend some willpower and you can create an illusion and like leave it and like walk away and it keeps like looping or repeating or it stays there or something like that. Um, and level five is the horrid reality where people believe the illusion so much that they can like get hurt. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even just being creative with like one, two, and three, you can do so much. You can make people like walk off cliffs. You can make people walk through, you know, walk into walls. You, you can make people fall things. You can, you can trick people all kinds of weird ways. You can, you can hide yourself all kinds of places. Um, you know, it's you can get real creative instead of just like, ooh, something scary jumps in front of you. Yeah. Or, or oh, gunfire shooting at you, but you're not actually getting hit by bullets, so. Yeah. It is one of the most, it does allow for some of the most creative opportunities as far as using powers is concerned. Yeah, you know. Creating illusions is pretty cool. It's pretty unique. It's not, I mean, I feel like, I feel like as far as. It's not very vampire-y. It's, it's really, it's kind of its own thing. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, I, I, I don't think of, I don't think of vampires as like illusionists really, other than, other than sort of like moving shadows and like darkness. Yeah. And shit like that. Um, you know, La Sombra kind of shit. Or their own faces, perhaps. But that might only be because of this game. I'm not... I was trying to kind of think about non-VTM vampires casting illusions, and it's not really... I don't feel like it's super-duper present in the lore. Nope. I, I can't think of much. This is like its own thing. Somebody watched um, Lord of Illusions, that... that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They read... Uh, or, or that... Uh, Oh, what was the other one that I think of? Highlander 3. Oh, Highlander 3 had... Uh, Pete Highlander would really 3. like me to watch the Highlander movies, and I've never seen any of them. You've never seen any of them? They're no. Okay. They were pretty seminal. They were kind of a thing back in the, back in the day. Like, 
like really trench coats katanas comes from comes right from i was i i was literally about to talk about trench coats and katanas so good i'm glad oh, yeah. that yeah right i'm glad we're on the same page yeah Highlander like tv series had like five seasons or something was it a series first no 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 it was the first movie was the first movie a movie, maybe the two movies, and then and then they did, uh, or they had two or even three movies, and then they they were doing the series. Um, it, it, yeah, a lot had come out, and then the series had like different actors than the movie. Oh sure, like they, it didn't have Christopher they, Lambert. And they could get Christopher Lambert to do the to do the TV series, so they were like, oh, this is his cousin, who was also immortal. Oh, it was a different. Highlander. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, in that show, they stopped even kind of the pretense of people like drawing their <laughs> or like actually hiding their their swords under their jackets in any kind of realistic way. Oh, like there are totally, there are totally scenes of them just like sort of magically producing like a naked katana out from underneath the trench coat. Oh right, yeah, it was just in there. It was in hammer space, is what they call where the where the katana is. Yeah, yeah, exactly, katana space. In vaulted, there is a low level um, melee charm power that lets you hide your weapons in elsewhere. Yeah, right. Sort of like small pocket dimension that follows you around, and then you can just retrieve them at any time. That's a dope power. Yeah, I love it. I really got to look at Exalted. Oh boy, Exalted is good. Anyway, back to uh, this. Yeah, I, this is an embrace story. Okay, but man, it's edgy. Uh, we're gonna. Yeah, there's some Holocaust stuff happening. And, um, yeah, that's I mean. Yeah. Obviously, people, people talk about the Holocaust and, 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 and the Jews, obviously, um, who were the biggest victims of it. Uh, but the Germans killed lots and lots of gypsies, too. Um, you know, as many as they could get their hands on. They didn't like them either. Um, so this is a story about how a dude before the war um, was just, you know, a non Romani who, you know, just sort of walked into their camp one day and was like, "You guys are so fucking cool." I want to run like, away oh, with the circus, please. I want to. I want to run away with you guys, and they're like, <laughs> "Right, right, right. Wait, really? All right, cool. Run away with us. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, let's go." Yeah, and uh, eventually. You know, they, like, let him hang out with them. Um, uh, and then he lost contact with them during the war. Uh, and then when he found them again, his friend, he's like, how did you live through the Holocaust? And he was like, well, we had a vampire protecting us. And now you're a vampire, too. Hooray! And this, I was kind of confused about why exactly he got turned into a vampire. Uh, did yeah they were like well it's so great to see you again and uh, here we all are and we're all vampires Uh, were they vampires originally the whole time 
or did they slow, yeah. did they become um, vampires during uh, the Holocaust and now they were like let's all be vampires together and get the fuck out of here I think I think the the story is is that basically a rap nose came and was like I'll save you guys but now you have to be basically my my herd and my containers yeah. you know this is the thing about the rap nose is that you know they have this relationship with uh, with the Romani um, the way these books are written, it's like they're pretty much all Romani. Um, whereas in other books, you know, it's you know, it says like, oh well, you know, they kind of favor these bloodlines, but you know, this this is not all the time. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. We got the um, Giorgio now. Yeah, the Gazo, Gajol, the the peasants. Yeah, they have this whole. Yeah, this is all in the Gypsies book. Ravnos, the Ravnos lexicon. Yeah, all of these terms, and they overuse the hell out of them. Oh man, an annoying extent. This is such a crossover book. This is, I mean, just as much as the Gangrel book or the Tremere. Um, full on, we're in full on crossover mode. They use this language just so much. Yeah. I have no idea how accurate or, or real any of this is. And that's a that's another yeah. And that really that thank you for mentioning that. That really should be mentioned because well, I mean we could we probably could have done more research, but But who knows? For someone picking this book up in nineteen ninety seven or so, who knows how accurate any of it is real world. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 here's the thing, right? You know, he this we got that note from the author that says, you know, like it is unreasonable to assume all who wish to use gypsies in their chronicles will have the benefit of an anthropology course. Yep. Oh, fair. And, you know, I I don't think it's all that difficult, or, or sorry, all that easy for um, regular people to get, like, some relatively straightforward, good, like, you know, information on these people and, and, and their culture and their society, partly because they don't always want to talk to outsiders about it. Um, and partly just because of like sort of all the prejudice and stereotype and stereotypes they faced over centuries and centuries, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hell if I know, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> So, you know, maybe I, you know, again, so like looking at this book, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, this seems not too great, but like, like, I don't know, even if it is accurate, even if this dude did tons of research and is actually a lot, being a lot more sensitive and close to this culture um, than we could possibly know. It's, it's, it tastes weird. I I still have the same problem with it that I had with um, the Asimites and uh, the Sunites and uh, the Giovanni is that they are ultimately based on this sort of foundation that, that's, you know, 
there's this one group of vampires and they're they're they they have you know there's one group of vampires with a certain archetype and vibe and they're very closely tied to a particular real world culture yep um, yeah and it's all and there are uh, there's a bunch of clans where that's what their their vibe is really you could really say those are the italian ones those are the ancient egyptian ones those are the middle eastern ones these ones are yeah. you know i mean there really are some of them are just tied to a culture just plainly yeah exactly and the stereotypes of that culture right exactly compared to um for instance like the first seven vampire clans that we looked at the Carmilla clan the first clans that they're really conceived of apparently which are not so culture based they're more based on um I, you know, we talk about like like vampire archetypes, like like yeah. how you think of a va- different vampire media. Like, oh, is it Lost Boys? Oh, is it um, Byzantium? Oh, is it like The Hunger? Uh, is it like Interview? The with the vampire? Right. Yep. Is That's like the Torridor. Oh, just you know? Exactly. You know, you, and you exactly. You know, the, the, when they when they went into when they went to field from those to develop. The additional clans. I'm just I'm looking at my list of clans: Asinites, Senites, Senesi, Lasombra, Giovanni, Ravnos. Like, really? Once they left Europe, they were like, "Well, you know, what are the no, well, what I mean, are the I guys mean, over here like?" Zanisi, Lasombra, and Giovanni are all like like some of them are tied into a lot of race stuff too. Yeah, no, that's I true. Mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess we didn't really mention it so much about the Zemisi, but there's, I it's guess, there. there's, a, there's, there's a bit of an old bad stereotype of uh, Western Europeans viewing Eastern Europeans as, like, more naturally cruel. Okay. You know? Sure. Or, like, more barbaric. Yep. You know? Um, and you can say stuff like, well, shit, that Russia is doing now, you know, justifies that or whatever but again it's it's like well just because one government is doing it now or other governments it doesn't mean like people as a whole yes that place are more cruel or more bad um you can have cruel governments anywhere um so yeah um yeah and again it's like it's like that shit we talked about it's it's like just stereotyping in the 90s and it was just sort of like an acceptable way to 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 uh set up a scene like to yeah to cue the audience into something yeah exactly to or to to yeah to 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 at least see yourself as like introducing a culture like or 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 something I, i don't know to be like well um uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if the thought process was like, well, you got to start somewhere. And if it and, could, yeah, it could almost be seen a little bit as uh, progressive, you know, and trying to get a uh, trying to get everyone represented, even though, and then saying, look, I know we're being, I know these are all a bunch of stereotypes, but like at least we're at least they're here. Yeah, exactly. Which is weird. <laughs> Which is weird when you when yeah exactly and then i th- like i think i think that's exactly what it what it is it's, it's a really misguided attempt to be inclusive yeah there you um, go yep there it is you know i think 
like like a, a couple of things I've heard about like B five. I've heard like some criticisms that it's it's too Eurocentric. Okay. Um, you know, part of me wonders is if the reason that it they they only want to to write about stuff that's happening in like Europe and the Americas is because they don't want to deal with the cultural issues because they know they don't have the they don't have the ability to be sensitive enough to to write about like oh this is this is how the Gehenna War is going down in Dubai and Abu Dhabi yeah. and deserts of Riyadh and stuff they, you know they they're like well that, like that's happening but we don't really want to talk about how that's happening or why that's happening because all of us writing this are European or Americans and while we would love to write a story about this and and hire a bunch of you know Arab and Farsi and Iranian and um, Syrian whatever writers to to work on this for us and and um, you know develop this we can't afford that and we're not sure if we can sell that and that's yeah you know and, and yeah it, that, you know, that's there too they they have to do a business and and it's like. It, you know, it, it's 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 a thing. It's like you know, they're they're global fans of, of Vampire the Masquerade, I guess, and and people who are like, well, I'd I'd like to, I'd like to ha- have something going on, uh, in the place I'm from, and yeah. and think about like what the vampires are doing here, and and it's like, but the meta plot says I can't. <laughs> that's really too bad yeah and that's, and that's too bad and and it sucks you know and and for me personally i'm always like well fuck the metal plot right? always always i mean always, always. that's always. the rule that's the golden rule at the same time it's like if you're buying a product you, not having that is is still being like eh, yeah you know so i understand the frustration too it's tough uh it's 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 a tough balance um, you know, they have to make a commercial product anyway. Uh, so once again, we've yes. got Kane's favorite son. And this time, a He's big twist. This is the only clan that claims to be have a founder that was actually second generation, not third. And so does that uh, mean that he's the only... So if if all of his descendants are Ravnos, does that mean the other twelve clans came from the other two guys? Again, this is just legend. Who knows what actually happened? Well, the impression I kind of get right is from the story they talk about how um, there were nomadic people who were cast out of the first city, um, and they wandered for a long time. And they finally came back to to another city, and this must be this must have been like the second city. Yes, but uh, right. So that's so, probably got some Antiluvians in there. So right, but this time Cain had already embraced our, all the other second generation and third, third 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 generation had been had been embraced. Is what the implication here is. Yes, and that Cain came into this. Um, uh, group of of wanderers at the edge of the city, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, "Well, you 
definitely a dead guy, so this isn't cool. <laughs> some of us are werewolves. Yeah, some of us are werewolves and some of us are mages, and you being dead isn't all that great, but you're acting cool, so we'll let you hang around with us. No, just chill so, a little bit. So this is this is the sort of the sort of implication is basically that like this is after the the first city the second city is being run by the by the antediluvians Cain has already sort of in the book of Nod already said fuck off and like vanished into the land of Nod again or whatever sure so this is him coming back and then he embraces one of them after um after he gets killed by a bunch of the vampires in the city and that's basically where the Ravnus believe their whole lineage comes from. So they are a lineage apart from everybody else. Man, and, and that guy got fucked up a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and then believe that Ravnus got killed by Anoya. The gangrel antediluvian. It does not say anything about her being a werewolf, I don't think. So did he get killed by her... Permanently? Who got killed a couple of years ago if the Ravnos second generation antediluvian was killed by Anoya? Good question. Yeah, I don't know. Of course, you know, these dudes claiming that their founder is actually second generation and Kane definitely loved him past 100%. Always. They all think that. Yes. So silly. Except for the mouth. Except for the like, oh no. Kane hated Kane. us. Everyone hated us. Fuck all of you. Kane. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kane got real mad at Anoya for killing yeah. Ravnos. Yeah. The Asmites, too. I guess the Asmites are like, kill Kane, kill everyone. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but this this whole Ravnos, there's this whole story about Ravnos and Anoya and talking about how, why the, the Ravnos and the Gangrel hate each other's guts, even though it seems like they totally be buddies. They really they do, both, really should be. They totally have real similar vibes. But the, the Ravnos believe that Anoya pricked the Ravnos and Soluvian and staked him out and left him to burn in the sun and that when she went back and when she came up the next night the king cursed her and said you'll you'll be a beast and she was like yeah and turned into a wolf or monster thing and ran off into the night you're gonna grow furry hair furry ears and horns and a snout yeah and whenever any of your children go into their bestial frenzy, they will emerge with furry ears and a tail. Anyway, so yes. So that's and the legend, then, yeah. That's the legends. Kind of different. Yeah, and then they wandered. And they held out in Mohenjo-daro. Oh yeah, where's that? Mohenjo-daro was one of the very first cities in existence way back in like 3000 BC. We don't know the real name. Mahanjadar is what we call it nowadays. Uh, um, they didn't leave behind any writing um, as far as we can, as far as we've been able to find. 
Um, if they had writing, they they wrote on. This was a whole culture in the Indus in the Indus Valley. It's just, oh, okay. called, the Indus, just called the Indus Valley River Civilization, um, because again, nobody remembers what they were called. Um, and if they had anything, they wrote they wrote down. They they must have wrote it on like paper or papyrus or something that just yeah that didn't last. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh god, they didn't write on any walls. They didn't carve in any stone. So. Um, so yeah, so this this was a very early river valley civilization, but they you know they were they were an early advanced civilization like around three thousand BC, like around the time of early, like the early Egyptian civilization and Chinese civilizations and stuff. So uh, and Mesopotamia and what have you. So um, yeah, no one knows what really happened to them. Um, one of the theories is that a bunch of Jews riding chariots came and killed them all. Oh, and that's the that's the theory in this story. The children, other children of Cain, led their chariot-borne armies into the valley on missions of conquest and pillage. The vampires of Mohenjo-daro were overwhelmed and fled into the uttermost east. Damn those chariot riders! Before they fled, they cursed their Canaanite enemies and swore to avenge themselves. One night, in the names of Kali and Yama, the others have forgotten this, but the Ravnos have not. But just like the Asmites, they want to kill all the other kindred. Yeah, they are they are the true descendants of Cain. And, you know, I guess these guys aren't probably too much there's about so, the... Uh, there's so much kindred racism, man. All the yeah. Hate each other. They're all like, no, no, we're the best. Seth and Rashrasha were like, we're not the best, but fuck all you anyway. <laughs> um, they really Rashi. have an Asimite thing going on with yeah. the. They're the true, yeah. they're the true and purest descendants of their one line, and everyone else is a fucked up vampire. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they were they toured around a lot. They hung out with the Asimites a lot, and and they. That's cool. I like these yeah. guys in the Asimites hanging out. Yeah, they were like, "Well, we're, we're gonna hang out, but you know, we're not we're not real good friends. They have their own thing they're doing." Um, Crusaders, blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, they <laughs> they were in the new, they did all the vampire things again. I feel like this 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 the history portion of these books are all kind of starting. It really just sounds like. During the historical thing that happened in this place, there were vampires there from this clan. I feel like I've just read that type of paragraph a thousand times this spring. You know what I mean? (laughs) The worst kind of vampire history. (laughs) So again, World War II happened and the Ravnos were there. Yes. The Nazis intended to destroy the raw outright and the ever opportunistic Tremere, of course, the Tremere loved Nazis, seeking an end to the gypsy kindred who remembered their crimes and outraged their sensibilities, planned to use the Gajas genocide as cover to eradicate the Rathnos. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, I remembered looking around um, in the Berlin by Night book, um, Heinrich Himmler is a Tremere tribu. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
That means he's got the dick tattoo on his forehead. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. I guess it would be fun to kill him. Yeah. As an antagonist. That would be <laughs> I guess I guess it would be fun to run a game where it's like, guess what, you guys, you get to kill Himmler. And he's like a demon vampire Tremere now. And you get to kill him. And it's like, okay, well, cool. Fuck Himmler. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, did you really have to put him in your game? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what this feels like. It feels a little yeah, again, it's like there's so much so much of the Edge Lord stuff just leans into like look, we're talking about the Holocaust. Look, we're throwing around racial slurs. It's like it's stuff that like these days it's almost like not only is it very frowned upon, but it just would be so easy. You know, even if it wasn't frowned upon, it would be looked upon as extremely easy writing. Yeah. So they're all over the world. Of course. As you would expect. As you would expect. And yeah, so, and we're kind of, right now, what we're kind of talking about is just the main, the middle section of this book. And it could be because now I have just read one of these books one week after another that the middle sections are starting to blur together into kind of a, you know what I mean? I'm, it might not be fair for me to say, okay, well, well, they're all over the world, just like all the other ones, who cares? Because, <laughs> I don't know. I may just, yeah, it might just be me. Because, obviously, if you were interested in this clan, you wanted to play this clan. There is, you know, the information is here about what they're doing in, in all of these places and stuff. I've just, yeah, I feel like I've read too many alternate histories of Europe now for me to really, like, I like I really, I don't feel like this really soaked in them. I did read it, but I don't think it really soaked in. Yeah. I spent a little more time looking at the art. All the art in the interior is from Christopher Shy. Cool. It's pretty good. Yeah. Christopher Shy. There's a lot of boobs in this. Yeah. Like, I was, like, just straight up boobs and nips, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. At this point, they were allowed. At this point, they just didn't give it. I think, yeah. I think, I mean, they did it in the very first vampire book. I definitely remember reading it and being like, getting to one page and being like, whoa, that's a tit. Um, whoa, I'm like 14 and reading a role-playing game, but there's a tit in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I think it kind of backed off of it again for a few years. Yeah. And then... And then I think now, by this point again, in 1997, 1998, they stopped carrying again. Yeah, they start, you started seeing a lot of tits popping up again. Just put some naked boobs in there again. It's okay. They're vampires. Vampires love having their tits out. Yeah, vampires do not give a shit. This is, and you know, maybe it's just me, I guess. I, I don't know. I think... The, 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 I think there's like a whole stereotype, too, about like sexualized gypsy women. Oh, oh, 100%. Yeah, sexy dancers oh. dancing around yeah. with snakes, doing fortune telling with dancing and sexy. Yeah. yeah. And Esmeralda. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. It's absolutely there. So, the. 
that's that's yeah so that, that, that's also i was like i was kind of noting that i was like they're just intentionally sexing this up or or is this and this is kind of also the the part of time and where in and why it was publishing history too that they did stop caring again about being not not being too prudish with their art or whatever right yeah So it talks about sort of the different, the different types of Ravnos, because we have the the Frau Mulo, who are the ones that are uh, embraced from Romani families, and uh, and then and this actually it, when it talks about this, the Furry Day and the Ermin and the Vritra, this is exact. Those are the families you choose from in the Gypsies book. If you're playing the Gypsies game, all these all these families. Yeah, these are all the five Gypsy families in the Gypsy book, which is very questionable. I mean, like this is, but yeah, this is everything we've we've said enough about how questionable this is. But when you go into the actual book, when you're actually just playing human gypsies with special gypsy fortune telling, sexy dancing powers. It really is a whole nother level, yeah. Yep. And then they have the Giorgio, which is uh, just, you know, because obviously you can make anyone into a Ravnos, and Giorgio are just... They tend to... It, it, it kind of says that they're kind of the American ones, but it seems like... But the term is used for any kind of non-Romany Ravnos. Yeah. They talk um, about them a lot, like like Bruja riding around on motorcycles with leather and tattoos, causing trouble in America. Yeah, they don't talk about the anti-tribu really. Um, yeah, at all. Um, or a tiny bit, but not very much. There is one little section mm-hmm. about anti-tribu, and she says, "Oh, they're not so bad. They're like us, you know. Don't you know, like, but don't like throw in your lot with them too quick." They pack. They put pack first. Yeah. Yeah. Pack. Be, they put pack before family. Yeah. And it's like you know, like yeah, whatever. I, and I imagine a lot of these Giorgio as as Rodno's and shit. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, we got the path of paradox, which is their set of beliefs that is sort of just the path of chaos. It is the the belief yeah. that nonsense will help the flow of magic keep the world moving. Yeah, it never made any fucking sense to me. It's almost, it's all, it's, Mal- it's Malkavian, it's the Malkavian idea that we have to do insane things to help the flow of the madness network or whatever. Or at least it's a very similar idea. Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, and they make, and they carry around fetishes and artifacts, which I don't know if, uh, yeah, we got some merits and flaws. Yeah, you might, uh, you might have a merit charmed samaji where you've inherited a, some type of fetish. Yeah, there are some chemistry abilities that let them affect and create illusions in the penumbra and the shadowlands. That's interesting. And I guess we've had a lot of crossover at this point. 
and to affect fairy seemings and see chimerical items and animals drawn from the dreaming as if they were enchanted. Damn. That's interesting, yeah. I can see the fairy shit that nobody else can see. No one at all. It was so weird that it almost felt like the changeling, the whole splat, wasn't even meant to cross over. And it says, but it does say specifically that healthy, though healthy Kithane, healthy changelings can instantly recognize chemistry for what it truly is. Therefore, any illusion created by Ragnos cannot and does not fool the senses of most changelings. Kithane perceive the effect, but automatically not to be wholly illusory. Pretty neat. Yeah, I guess, well, yeah, I guess Changeling was out at this point. But also, it does make sense that these guys would have a connection. And again, the Malkavians have a connection to the yeah. Fae. But at the same time, their chemistry also does damage to their to their dreaming seeming. So... Oh. It can kill their fantastical side and kill the chimerical side. So they don't like the rap. Oh, wow. That's very dangerous to the Kithane. Yeah. I don't remember much of my Changeling stuff, but I remember that. No, I remember it was all... It was so separate that, like... You know, because Wraith was very separate, and even Werewolf had their whole different world and stuff, but, like... Changeling was, like, on a whole other planet. It really seemed that way. It seemed like they wanted... They were, like, sick of the World of Darkness, so they were, like... In this one, you go to some imaginary world and you fuck off from the real world. We're bored of it. Yeah. Nobody else can see it. Yeah. It was like a away. Mage was a little bit like that, too. I feel they all were a little bit like that after Vampire. They're like, everyone had to, like, well, is there a reason why the vampires aren't constantly fighting with these guys? They had to put them all in a different world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, I definitely think later editions of Mage do, like, like they really tried to draw it back. They had this whole, like, meta plot in the Mage where they were like, oh, no, it was an Ascension War and an uh, Avatar Storm and all the old chantries have been cut off from Earth. And oh. The Ascension War is back on Earth and it's in the trenches with the people. It's got to be about the, you know, so... You know more going off to the far realm to hang out in a castle and cast Doctor Strange magics. Yeah, exactly. They wanted it to be street level again, you know? So... I'm into that. I mean, I almost feel like, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved the fantastical stuff about Mage. I loved it. But, like, whenever I wanted to actually play Mage, I felt like I wanted to play it at street level. I I felt like I wanted it to be like more like you know more like fucking gothic punk like more like yep. john constantine and yep. like you know like lord of illusions and like clive barker shit and you know i wanted it to be like that i didn't want it to be hey like as much as i loved reading about the the over-the-top fantastical mage stuff like I, I, it never occurred to me to actually play mage like that very much I feel like in some way we all wanted every World of Darkness game to be the crow. In a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. We all kind of just wanted to be the crow. Yeah. What are the the Ravnos' attitudes attitudes towards others like? 
It kind of says that they don't really give too much of a shit about every, about each of the other guys. Most, yeah, most, mostly. There's actually some interesting, you know, some varying opinions. Like, like these guys, we can deal with. These guys, you can deal with them these ways. You know, like Gangrel, don't deal with these. Nosferatu, they're mostly cool. Malkavians, be real careful with them. Tremere, fuck the Tremere. <laughs> That's what everyone everyone says. Fuck the Shamir and fuck the Ravnos. So it makes yeah. sense that the Shamir say fuck the, or that the Ravnos say fuck the Shamir. They both say fuck each other. Yeah. The Tordor, they're like, oh, the Tordor, not too bad. Tordor talk shit, but they don't do anything bad to us. Yeah, the Ravnos and tribute, not so bad. Yeah. Followers have said, I love these assholes. <laughs> yeah, it's These hazmats look like such easy targets, don't they? Well, they're not. Avoid them. Yeah. I'll twist your head into a fucking willowed animal. Really good advice. Avoiding the Zemish is just really... That's just blanket good advice. Yeah, twisting your head into a fucking willowed animal is also pretty accurate. <laughs> uh, they hang out with the Silent Striders, which I think is cool. Yeah. Silent Striders are like, you guys aren't so bad. Characters, templates, the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. What's he up to? He's some kind of street gambler. He's obsessed with games. Yeah, he travels and plays games and cheats people. And he also has a lot of knives and guns on him. He's kind of a serial killer. He's kind of a... He kind of works for... Kind of worked for... This story is just weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think he he's kind of like you see how you ever see No Country for Old Men? Sure, yeah. You remember Javier Bardem flips coins to decide whether or not to kill Red? Yeah, people? totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like this is this guy. He's like he's like the chances. Maybe like I don't know. I never really watched Saw much, but like you know, he's all sure. like these elaborate games, just a chance or whatever to see like. Uh, how to kill people I don't know and then to kill people he's on the path of paradox that makes perfect sense he's got a chimerestry of two concept natural born killer yeah alright cool so oh and then we have a carjacker do you think he can make his car look like a different car after he jacks the car yeah he's only got chimerestry of one nope path of honorable accord oh is that true yeah, a sabat, raisin but loyal sabak. So loyal sabat, you live for the pack and the jar. This is kind of my character, hey man. Yeah. Yeah. I base my character a little bit more on like gone in sixty seconds though. Role playing tips. Much of the time you act in revoltingly stereotypical ways. <laughs> Obviously. That's what the 90s were like. 
Much of the time you act in revoltingly stereotypical ways. The duck candy. Yeah, this is cool. Con woman. Yeah, what does this word mean? I feel like this was like... I feel like this was a tribe of people either from Willow or from Populous, the Daikini. I mean, you don't, you don't have to look up that word right now and tell me what it means. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I looked it up, um, and I'm getting, like, a couple very different definitions, but that's well, that's interesting. Okay, well... In essence, it is a type of female spirit, goddess, or demon in Hinduism and Buddhism. Okay. Um, sure. So yeah, but she's she's a cult leader. Yep. Uh, she she's a she's doing a thing where um, she's like, I know the knowledge, the, the esoteric knowledge of the East. Give me all your money, and I will enlighten you. She has a Maserati and a tiger and a python as ghouls. <laughs> well, that's fucking awesome. That's the best. Who the fuck wouldn't want a tiger? Oh my gosh, animalism too. Yes, perfect. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, animal kind too also. Pretty yeah, good. Pretty good choices. Who needs Shimmer Street when you have an animalism of two, a ghoul tiger, and a ghoul python, and a resources of five, and a herd of five? This is an awesome character. Concept false prophet, yeah. Neat. Yeah, this is a cool one. This is a cool character. Must make self-control roll not to commit crimes. <laughs> the Ravnus weaknesses have always been, yeah, do crimes, be gay, do crimes. Uh, the FX artist hilarious somebody who like making uh, special effects the old fashioned uh, practical way not a computer FX guy um, and now he has chemistry and chemistry is the best yeah, that's the best special effect. It is the best special effect. He's got a chemistry of three. That is all he cares about. That is all he does. He's like, I'm going to make illusions. Concept lovable goob. <laughs> yeah. That would be a pretty good. That would be a pretty good gig doing special effects with your chemistry. We got the seer. Seer. Oh, born into the Furry Day family. I don't know what their... Maybe they're the Sears. I don't know what their deal is. I, I think so. I think they were... I think they were that. And then it, she got embraced into the Ravnos. She got saved by some... She got saved from some gangrels. Yeah. Now she that. travels around with fortune-telling paraphernalia. Yeah. Uh, oh, she took it down in Auspex. Yes, because she no longer has her old second sight. Right, yeah. Again, you, basically, like, being a vampire basically cancels everything else. Um, For some reason, a lot of the abilities in the world of darkness uh, rely on having a human soul or something like that. 
they did not want werewolves, mages, and changelings to be like, you know, it would be awesome to just be immortal. So have a vampire. Let's all go get embraced. It'll be great. Let's all go get embraced. It'll be great. We'll have immortal mages and immortal werewolves and immortal changelings with vampire powers. And we'll be so fucking metagamey about it. Yeah, and they probably also didn't want people going to create their characters and being like, okay, I'm a vampire, but uh, before I was a vampire, I was a psychic or, you know, a priest with true faith or whatever, you know, so I also have those abilities. Yes, exactly. Um, Hedge magic. It's pretty exclusive. And yeah, being being a werewolf and getting embraced 99% of the time just gets you killed. Yeah, very bad. Really really painful, horrible death. Your body rejects it, your soul rejects it, and then you burst. Yeah. (laughs) Your body twists itself into knots until you break your own spine. Yeah. Convulsions and shit. They describe it as horrible. Werewolves say turning into vampires. Yeah, and the ones that don't die become abominations. Yeah, absolute monsters. Absolute monsters can't control their beast because the way their old rage interacts with their new beast is not good. Right, yep. They're cut off from their old spirit selves, which makes them crazy and, yeah. Very bad. Bad thing yeah. to happen to a werewolf, basically. A very, a very, very small proportion of of those manage to stay sane, and the rest all basically become, you know, one hundred percent of the time frenzy monsters. So even though they didn't die to be embraced, somebody probably offs them pretty quick because they don't do anything except rampage. Yeah, no one likes them. And every once in a while, you get you get one that lives for a little bit longer. And you probably shouldn't let any of those be player characters, but we totally did back in the day. Yeah, there were a few. I think I had a Sabat Priscus who was a who was an abomination, and he was like totally sane and totally cool with it. He's like, yeah, I'm totally cool with being a vampire. Fuck werewolves, but still, I can turn into a werewolf, and I'm also a vampire. Ha ha ha. Really, really a nice set of abilities to slap on top yeah. of the vampire set. Yeah, he, he <laughs> really. It, it was kind of dumb to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's very overpowered, insanely. Yeah, and that's why they discourage it, obviously, yeah. on a very basic yeah. level. Yeah, we got the smuggler. Oh, the smuggler with their heads out. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, there they are. She's wearing a. Uh, Fishnet, fishnet shirt, nothing else under it. Um, smugglers are cool though. Smugglers are good, solid criminal background for a, for a roughness. You can get behind a smuggler, a smuggler protagonist. You can be like, okay, you know, at least it's not, you know, at least he's not an assassin or whatever. Yeah. With some white con man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Good enough for a Ravnos. Concept bad seed. Yeah. Humanity of a fucking eight. Again, so many of these characters with extremely high humanities and willpower ratings because they just decided these are words. Good. You gotta lose a bunch of these if you play vampire as it's actually written. 
Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. Relatively soon, so you better start with a high number. In them. I really should. Be, yeah, I need to punish. I need to punish my guys a little bit more. <laughs> I need to hit him. I need to hit him with some some more humanity stains. Yeah, I am. I haven't done much with with that so far, um, but then again, I haven't I haven't run much of my of my V five five game yet. Um, we got the Ravnos of Legend. Ivan Kremienko. Lots of people curse his name. I'm not sure why. Uh, in any number of guises, he has been present at many of the great events in kindred history. It is believed that he and his chemist barristry were responsible for several cane sightings. Hmm. Okay, so I guess... Oh, he has committed crimes through the ages. Just crimes. Just crimes. Of course. Well, that's what revenues do. Crimes. Stealing people's stuff. Yeah, stealing people's stuff. He took. He took people's property. The worst type of crimes. Tricking people and stealing their stuff. Yeah. It's true. It's really there's a there's such a good uh, angle for. A character that's like the lovable thief. Yeah. Who's like, they're still like not a good person. They're still a fucking bastard. But they're stealing from people who are even worse than Exactly. Them. Yes. You know? We love that character. I love that character. The Gentleman Bastard series. I think I. Oh, yeah. I, I got it. I, uh, man, there's so much stuff on my to do list. Yeah, that's like three books. Three books of that. Of these guys, you know, stealing from people who, um, you know, sure should deserve it by any measure, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm I'm re-adding that to my list of things to be on my radar. Yeah. I got um, lots of books to read. I I I want to reread the stand, fucking stand. Durgastian. Jurgensen was mentioned up in the book at some point. She is a... She's in the Children of Inquisition book, that's why. She's Ah, one of the Jihad. She is waging a war. Baba Yaga. Everyone's waging wars with Baba Yaga. It says a lot about Baba Yaga that she can be waging all these wars and still... Yeah, like, be a terror to everyone that mentions her. It's it's Baba Yaga. You know, I'm thinking of those John... John oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies where everyone's like, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga. You know, they're like all drawing it out and shit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, yeah. And then, and then fucking... Dude even sings like a little Baba Yaga song at some point in the movie. I think it's very poignant. He's singing like the Baba Yaga song, like when his like son is getting killed or something like that. And he's like, oh, pissed yeah. Or, or maybe it's when he's sending a bunch of people to kill him. I don't know. He's singing. He's singing so, Baba one Yaga. of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baba Yaga. 
And I was like, well, maybe I guess it must be an old woman. But I think, well, is it supposed to be, or just a, any type of general boogeyman that comes and gets you in the night if you misbehave? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but really, but traditionally, in a lot of places, she appears. Yeah, a woman in a in a hut with a chicken legs. Yeah, flying a pestle. Flying a mortar and pestle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's this um, spider killer guy? Who's who's this spider guy that got killed? No idea, and I don't care because it says if spider killer truly has any goals, they cannot be gleaned from the course of his actions. Yeah, that's an old song. Random as are his targets. Okay, then I don't care. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a random rock minister and random shit. Okay, no one seems cool. to know exactly who he is or from whence he came, yeah. We've heard this song a lot of times. In fact, maybe he's not around us. Maybe he's in the Wish Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Likely. Yeah. And then we have Esmeralda, of course. Esmeralda, who is... Was she friends with that hunchback? Yeah, maybe. Um, and maybe she's not even real. Oh, of course, again. Yeah. yeah. Um... The Crescent Moon birthmark is funny too because that's um, they use that later um, in in the in the thin blood thing as like that's a mark of the thin bloods. Oh, really? Crescent Moon birthmark? Yeah. Interesting. I was, hell, I was just reading uh, B five. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because I was perusing the, the Thin Blood section a bit more, and there's something in there talking about how, uh, you know, since Thin Bloods are considered a mark of the, you know, uh, uh, like a sign of the end times. Right. Uh, one the, of the time of Thin Blood. I, one of the things that some princes do in their domains is they catch Thin Bloods and they don't feel like destroying them. They brand them with uh, a oh. on their face. Using, oh. Uh, using a, a, a ray of sunlight or um, something like that so it can't heal. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that... I definitely got to read about the Thin Bloods because now I'm, now, I'm, now I'm using them. Yeah. Um, but yes, Esmeralda. You know what's funny? What's that? My wife's middle name is Esmeralda. Oh. Neat. Is she a gypsy? No. Oh. No. It's it's Colombian. Oh, oh yeah, that makes sense too. Um, um Yeah, and that's the round notes. I uh, outsider thief conmen vampires with illusion powers. Great idea. Attaching them to Gypsies, less of a good idea. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> and there you have it. Thank you for telling me all about them. Thank you for going through them. So this this concludes our review of the thirteen first edition clan books. Except they weren't really first vampire first edition. They were the first clan books to ever come out. Vampire. They, they accompanied second they edition Vampire the Masquerade. Second edition Vampire the Masquerade, yes. 
dun, 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 dun. Um, there is a whole series of revised clan books. I don't feel like reading them at this point. Not at this point. I'm, I might. I'm, I feel like I some of the ones that I have, the revised ones, I'll, I'll take a look at because I'm interested. A little clan booked out. Yeah. Um. So so this is the question now: is is what's what's our next project? Um. For this podcast, do we move on to the rest of the world darkness, or we're going to talk about more vampire shit? Because we're running vampire games, and obviously, we don't want to just like talk about our vampire games because some of our players listen to our podcast. Sure. Because uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like, oh, we can talk about fifth edition, and I was like, that would be difficult without actually talking about our actual games that we're running. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will. I'll have to noodle it. Um, of other stuff that I think would be fun to talk about. I mean, I have a few things I want to talk about that you offered to kind of, you know, be there to to bounce ideas off of. But um, uh... all right, so there you have it. Thank you for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. Uh, maybe for season two, I will figure out how to use Audacity or something better. Although, I mean, this sort of crappy crackliness of uh how this does come out sometimes it does feed into my vibe I've, I've explained this before of my 90s telephone conversation vibe i'm going for for some reason but yeah i'm also supposed to be using i'm supposed to be learning how to use da vinci this summer for another reason so i can teach it to someone but really yeah maybe my audio recording software maybe i'll upgrade that before season two and uh yeah we're really this has been going on for a while now so we're done with the clan books we've talked about some other stuff um we're gonna i don't know if we will finish out we probably won't finish out nightmare on elm street during season one i think i want to finish uh the great hunt and then uh maybe that'll be that'll wrap up season one and i'll maybe i'll take a break during august or something and we'll get back to it We'll see what's going on, but yeah, uh, there are definitely, I, me and Saint talked for a long time about what we're doing next. I think we are going to look about, we are going to look at Death Stranding and talk about Metal Gear Solid and uh, Ludens, and also, uh, as far as role-playing is, is concerned, tabletop role-playing, we are eventually going to look at um, Chicago by Night, the first edition vampire, like one of the quintessential vampire settings that... Uh, at least I, in particular, started playing Vampire in a Chicago setting. And uh, we did a lot of... Yeah, it was one of the first by night books. And uh, it really is... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of uh, prepackaged campaigns that took place around there. And it, this is really... This is more first edition Vampire than what we've been talking about. But yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll look into how to better record and stuff. And maybe I'll remember to keep the air conditioner off and not type we'll see i'm just, everything is slowly coming together my vampire game is slowly coming together i'm really excited about my fifth edition game we're kind of slowly pulling the characters into it and uh i've got a whole bunch of notes that i gotta compile yeah probably right now so i mean i think that's that's about it we got a few more things to talk about uh me and saint obviously will be talking about more stuff i'm gonna finish the great hunt and uh Next week, we'll definitely talk to Alex, maybe Michelle, and we'll see who else. Because, uh, yeah, I'm going to be 
recording. I got a few more things that I've talked to people about recording. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, some Dungeons and Dragons reviews maybe, and uh, you know, Pete and some music and Rare Turkish. And uh, hey, if you want to know all about all of that stuff, all of my stupid projects, everything I'm doing, well, you can come talk to me on Discord. But if you just want to look, you can go to koyadk.tv. And, uh, well, you can get a link to my Discord from there. I say it like that because the link to Discord is gibberish. It's like, a, you know, a bunch of letters. Some of them are capitalized. It's, those, it's, a, it's a system that uses those kind of links. So go to, go to koyadk.tv. You can check out my Discord. You can check out all of my stuff, everything I mention all the time. I actually have updated it finally, so you can find a link to this podcast, uh, which would be interesting if you are listening to it but still need to go find a link to it. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go there, look at all my other socials and sites. You can figure out there's lots of ways to support me. You can buy soap from me on Etsy. You can support me on Patreon. And, um, uh, yeah, stop by Discord and say hi to us. Uh, read some books with us. Talk about books. Talk about RPGs. You could come play Vampire with me. Well, my table's kind of full, but, I mean, you know, eventually there will be other games, and I'll be... We'll see who comes and goes. And I have been, you know, I am kind of committed to having an open table and letting people... I definitely like letting people sit down for one session if they want to, but... Anyway, that's what's going on with me and Saint and this podcast and my website, KoyaDK.tv. That's C as in coyote, U as in uvula, Y as in yourself, A as in attribute, D as in dog, K as in kimono, dot TV, like television. All right. Great. Um... I'll talk to everyone soon, and uh, yo, Pete, why don't you play us out today?